Welcome to this next episode in Connected Insights, a deeper look inside the Manx Telecom Group, beyond our usual shores of the Isle of Man as a telecom and infrastructure provider at the growing world of global technology. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Mike Bathart, Managing Director of our International eSIM division. Mike, welcome. Thanks, Gav. Mike, we've both grown up around technology. It's spilled into our working lives. Where did that all start for you? Yeah, it started a, quite a long time ago now, but um, it was actually work experience when I was at school. I got a placement in the Bank of England printing works where all the money was printed, but in their technology division. Um, and back then it was uh, A-frame computers and, you know, not what we see today, but that gave me the bug. And uh, from there, I moved into the city um, where I supported trading floors, which really gave a good understanding of pressure that technology was um, really relied upon in, in this environment. From there, moved into sales and, you know, really it's it's just continued from there on the, the journey that technology has brought us through from IT through to mobile telephony. Um, and now I find myself here. And Mike, you've worked in global markets. Uh, the Humble SIM card has been around for many years, um, but eSIM is something that, that that is emergent. Just tell us what exactly is an eSIM? So eSIM is the next evolution of that SIM card. So you'll probably all remember when we first got mobile phones, the SIM card was nearly as big as the phone. Um, and as time has gone on, it's got harder and harder to put into the phone because it's got so small. So the eSIM now is embedded in the device. So it's now a small microchip in, in most devices that are eSIM enabled. So you now don't have that plastic requirement. And that chip on the phone takes all of that information that you used to have in that white plastic SIM card. Okay, so this takes away the faff of having to change SIM cards, not lose SIM cards. Absolutely. It can all just be transmitted over over the air, right? That's exactly it. Yeah, and the the ability to change providers much quickly. You don't necessarily need to wait for your SIM card to come now. As you say, it's uh, all over the air. Yeah, I remember a couple of phones with dual SIM. You know, so it's partly bridged that that problem, that pain, if you like. But with an eSIM, presumably, you can have any number of of, of SIMs ready to go just at the click literally of the screen. Again, yeah. So, you know, what it's done is now dual SIM is almost uh, a standard um, offering. Now it's going to come down to the hardware of each phone. But, you know, if we look at Apple, for example, um, they keep changing it. But I think now you can have up to 10 eSIMs installed on a phone and you can have two um, active at any one time. So, you know, again, as time goes on, eSIMs on phones is going to be, you know, probably uh, unlimited amount at some point. And then you can have two, three and four, I suspect, in the future, active at any one time, serving different purposes. OK, Mike. Now, how did you come to stumble upon the Manx Telecom Group? So, you know, I was in the uh, the telecoms industry before working in, uh, in London. Um, and, you know, the opportunity came up to come here and head this division. So, you know, really exciting opportunity of taking something that's relatively new, um, the concept of eSIM, the concept of being able to swap providers very quickly, depending on where you're traveling, where you're traveling to, what your requirement is. And Manx Telecom really want to embrace this new technology and, and make it a good part of their business. So uh, the opportunity was there and um, I now find myself here. All right. Word opportunity comes through strongly there. What is the, the scale of, of that opportunity and what is it about Manx Telecom Group that might give them an advantage in the marketplace over any other? Yeah, so you mentioned it yourself back then, you know, um, 
in the day, SIM cards used to swap them about, you know, be a bit fiddly. So, you know, I remember the days when roaming wasn't really allowed in your domestic SIM card because it was so expensive. So if you did spend extended time away, you'd go and get a local SIM card from somewhere. Two problems pursued from that. One, you lost your telephone number. You had to have a local number. You let everyone know. The second one was you typically lost your primary SIM. So when you got back home, you had to then go to your provider and, and get another SIM back. So the opportunity now is your SIM, if you're still using a physical SIM, stays in your device. But you can have an eSIM for the location that you're going to, for the set period of time you're going to, for the set amount of data you might require on that SIM. So suddenly you're in control of your costs, whether that's a personal or whether that's business, you can be much more predictable around your usage. Um, you still keep your primary number, you keep your primary contract in place. Um, so it's opening up the world really for that reduced cost um, roaming connectivity and keeping you connected. You probably know, Gav, now, you know, everyone needs to be connected every minute of the day. Um, and it can be really expensive in traditional methods. So this opens up the door to make it more affordable to people to be connected the whole time. And presumably, Mike, whether it's, you know, uh, travel for, for leisure or, or business, that need to be connected is, is, is ever there. It's, it's, I think, it's safe to say that it's part now of people's thought process, right? I've booked my flights, I've got my passport, got my insurance. Um, you know, you used to have to, of course, get physical currency. Now that's less of a thing. You can, you can just tap. So is, is the world of eSIM and what it's emerging to just as relevant to consumers as it is as businesses when it comes to travel? It, it's relevant to anybody that wants to be connected, whether you're traveling for business, whether you're traveling personally. So you said yourself there, you know, no matter what you're doing, it, it's going to become just an everyday of life. You book your flights, you book your transfers, you book your insurance. You're soon going to start seeing lots of things popping up saying, have you got your mobile data? Um, you know, so I think whilst it's new now and, and people are used to just using their SIM card and then, you know, oh, how much money have I spent when they get back, they get their bill 30 days later. It's now going to be predictable. Again, as I said, you spend 30 quid on your mobile data, you know when it's run out or you can buy some more. Um, so it's going to become every everyday part of life um, when you're traveling. All right, let's just take that, that business traveler example. So let's just imagine, um, you know, we've got a global workforce who travel regularly. There might be two or 3,000 of those. What are going to be the benefits for that, for that corporate uh, by, by looking at eSIM? So again, you know, the, the, this word predictability comes out. So they know they've got those two or 3,000 travelers. They'll typically know the regions they're going to. But at the moment, they just go there and then they get the bill at the end of the month. And we call this bill shock. And, and I'm sure everyone here is, is going to say, yeah, I've experienced that at some point in, in time. But, you know, you don't just get on a plane and then get a bill later, do you, of how much was that flight costing? So... Why do we do it in communication to keep people connected? So the benefit to the corporates are, you know, they can start to put eSIMs specifically on people's devices for specific regions. And then through our roaming agreements that we have, we can predict what that price is for the amount of data they're going to use and charge the corporate appropriately. So they can start now planning properly their business process, or their business planning, sorry, is, is now a proper process and their budgetary requirements can be I know what this is going to cost me because I know typically where my users are. I know typically what they cost. Then there's a security element to it as well. You know, no one wants to use public Wi-Fi these days. Corporates are really concerned around sort of cyber security and, and public access. But yet they need to be connected the whole time. 
So a secure, you know, eSIM through a mobile network is the most secure way to stay connected. Um, and that's another benefit that this will bring to the corporate world, that they, they get their costs controlled, but they know they've got decent connectivity. Yeah, so that productivity is maintained. There's nothing worth hitting a data cap if you're, let's just take, for instance, in the middle of a Teams course, something exactly. like that. Now, you may well use Wi-Fi, but there are times, of course, where actually Wi-Fi is just not available yep. or it's so heavily consumed by others in the hotel or the complex that the, the data rate is just so slow. Okay, let's just turn to, to the consumer scenario then, uh, Mike, in that case. So what's the benefit for, for the consumer when it comes to eSIM as part of, uh, as I say, travel on a global scale? Very, very similar to, to business. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think in, in this element, businesses can possibly afford that bill shock. They might not like it, but if you go on holiday and, and I'm sure, Gav, we've both got, you know, teenage or, or early, early twenties children, um, they want to be connected when they're abroad. Do they want to come home to a five, six hundred thousand pound bill because they've just been sat there TikToking or Facebooking or, you know, staying connected like they do normally? So the benefits, again, it brings to them is drop an eSIM on the phone. They know where they're going. They might only want to afford £30. £30 gets them, you know, 5, 10 gig, depending on where they're going in the world. They know that's what they've got. You know, they'll have a visual dashboard to see how much they're burning through. And, and they're staying in control. And they're not suddenly going to get this big bill shock again when they come back. So it all comes back to staying connected. You know, the world that we live in now, everyone wants to be connected the whole time. And it sounds like with that con consumer scenario, it works very much like pay as you go. You know, you, you, you get what you think you need. If you need to top that up, you, you can do for the last few days of your holiday. Um, but I think from what you're saying is, you know, even if you've still got some, some data left, you can still use that, depending on which region you bought, when you're back in your home country, um, it's always there, ready to be switched on or off, back to your primary provider as you might wish. There's a number of ways that we do things and depending on the plan that you buy at the time. Um, yeah, but that's, that's exactly it. You know, it's a, it is a pay as you go type model, but typically pay as you go in the past, you've paid a premium for. Yeah. Um, we're almost spinning that on its head. So it's pay as you go low cost. You know, it's the best possible rates you can get for the region that you're in. And some regions are more expensive than others, but you know, the travelers are, are very much aware of that. Okay. Mike, you mentioned earlier eSIM is about hardware. It's about something being embedded into the handset at, at the outset. How rapidly do you think we're going to see that change in, in the next 6, 12, 18, 24, four months with handset manufacturers? Yeah, so it's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, how long have we seen a SIM card around for? I think 1981 potentially was, was when the SIM card first came in. And we're only now just starting to move away from it. Um, but what I think we'll see is that that acceleration um, of this embedded eSIM, you know, potentially even moving away from a chip um, to part of the memory of a phone to who knows in two or three years time, you know, there isn't really even gonna probably be a SIM that we talk about. It will just be a device that connects. Um, so really the adoption here is how quickly the manufacturers move away from SIM into eSIM and then whatever the potential next SIM connectivity piece might be. And presumably Apple will have a, a starring role to play in that. We saw last year that the you know, US iPhone was released as, as eSIM only. So presumably um, there's more of that to come. 
Yeah, I like, it's highly expected. Apple have been the leaders here in driving eSIM technology. Um, and at, like they do in everything, they like to, to really throw the trend out there and, and bring it to market. So last year in the US, as you say, the iPhone was only available eSIM only. Um, it's widely expected, not, not guaranteed, but this year in Europe, the new iPhone, whatever that will be, the iPhone 15 potentially, will be eSIM only as well. So that's where we're really going to start to see the adoption in, in the consumer world. I think businesses are quite um, au fait with eSIM, um, but you can typically go around and speak to many individuals and they don't know what an eSIM is because they don't need to know what an eSIM is. But as soon as a phone can't take a physical SIM when they come to upgrade, they're going to get on that journey that's going to help them understand what eSIM is. And then they'll be more aware of the benefits that eSIM can bring, especially if you're a, a traveling user. And presumably there are going to be some environmental benefits as well uh, with less plastic SIM cards, even though they've kind of got smaller and smaller and smaller. eSIM takes the need for that away. Absolutely. You know, and that is one of the really the nice agendas here. And, and I suppose it's all part of the, the digital journey that we're on as businesses and as individuals where more and more things are digital and removing that need for paper and removing that need for plastic. Um, I do find it quite amusing in this world that there are some... Um, uh, network operators that um, issue eSIMs, but they send it to you on a plastic um, card for you to scan the QR code. Um, so I still think there's a little bit of a journey on some of the operators to really take the benefits on an environmental piece. But certainly from um, from the Manx Telecom Group, we uh, we are adopting you know the digital first piece. So you'll get a QR code. Um, in some instances, you can even just download the eSIM directly onto your phone through our app. Um, where you don't even need to scan a QR code. Okay. And it's, it's not just mobile network operators that, that can deliver eSIM. We're aware of you know, a number of different resellers, a uh, number of different wholesalers. Um, so we're seeing quite an explosion in, in the market at the minute of, of, of getting on to, let's say, this, this development of eSIM. Do you think it's going to have to consolidate at some point? Is there room for everybody to have enough skin in the game? Yeah. So if you look at the interesting fact here is, you know, an eSIM connectivity still needs to be delivered by a mobile network operator, you know, and there, whilst there are a large number of network operators globally, there's not that many, you know, in each individual region. So then you have a number of resellers that literally tag onto the back of a, a network operator. So I think over time, there's going to be some consolidation where you'll either get, you know, resellers merge together to create one big one or the network operators will start to look at how well these other businesses are doing and then start to maybe acquire them and bring them into their groups. So I still think you'll always see a, a choice and some selection out there. But because we're so new at the moment in this uh, industry, I think we've got a good few years yet before we start to see too much consolidation. Okay, well, Mike, it's been fascinating to talk to you about this emerging world of, of eSIM, how that relates back to Manx Telecom's history as a mobile network provider just on the Isle of Man, but now on a global footprint. So, Mike, thanks once again. And thank you for watching, and we'll see you again soon in the next episode of Connected Insights. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Mike.